Hey, Race to Rise fam. We're on debt and Renee, and we are back with a dose of R&R. Happy April. Happy <laughs> so April. much has happened. Wow. As so. a disclaimer, hold on, as a, disc- as a disclaimer, I am feeling under the weather, so you guys might hear me, guys and women, guys and girls, <laughs> may hear me coughing a bit and a bit out of breath, so forgive me in advance. But yes, let's dive right on in, girl. Let's do it. Yes, yes. Well, I just remember it like it was yesterday, literally. Uh, it was the 28th of March, Monday, <laughs> at four in the morning, <coughs> typical. Not, the first thing I do is not to go check on my baby. I check my phone to see if I got any push notifications. Sorry, <laughs> being honest. <laughs> and then I saw that I had over a hundred WhatsApp messages, right? In various mm. groups that I'm in. So I'm like, okay, like someone died, did someone get pregnant? And it was the mm. infamous five fingers to the face slap yep, slap heard around the world <laughs> around the world by not someone you would have thought i know immediately people were like was it kanye west you know because of kanye west antics on social media but it was someone that you know is just like the king of positivity it was will smith right mm-hmm. on the back of a joke and i must admit chris rock being a comedian was telling a joke but that joke unfortunately was not the best joke given the sensitivity around that uh will smith's wife jada pinkett has been very public about her alopecia and chris rock had to throw in a jab about her looking the part for gi gi jane too and for you youngins that's back in the 90s where demi moore mm-hmm. shaved her head so you know at first will laughed Right. And then all of a sudden I saw this clip that was posted online in Japanese. I don't know if that's the clip you saw around <laughs> where you saw it on play in a minute and 30 seconds. Will walks on the stage, slaps Chris, comes back, calmly sits down and says, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. And I was just mm-hmm. stunned. I was just stunned. I couldn't believe it was real. That's it. Yeah, I, I think, where was I? So I saw it Sunday night, because I'm a night owl, as you know. So I think by the time it played, I think I was up pretty late. Um, I, I, the first time I saw it, I, I kind of giggled because I thought it was a joke. So yeah. I watched it on replay a number of times. And I just said to myself, like, this can't be real. I mean, Chris is also from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. So I'm just like, there's no way. <laughs> he also was kind of slightly leaning into the slap. I was like, there's no way a Brooklyn night is going to get slapped in public right and just be like and just say from new jack Um, city google it kids yeah yeah i said to myself no this this can't be real and then all of a sudden you know we've seen over the past six to seven days the amount of think pieces that's come out the amount of opinions from celebrities from pedestrians like you know everyone has an opinion and i actually refused on my social media platform my personal one to comment on it because yeah one, I had been sick, but two, it's just the overwhelm of like diagnosis around this and analysis around it has been a lot. And eventually yesterday, or maybe it was the day before I posted on my my, my Twitter and my Instagram simultaneously, like you don't have to feel obligated to comment on things until you're ready to. You can sit back, you can research, you can, and this goes for every topic, right? You can research, you can observe, you can keep it amongst friends. So though I, I haven't publicly talked about it on my, my personal page, I do think as we 
devote our time on this podcast to talking about issues like this, to talking about Black women, women of color, women in general, protecting women. Um, it is appropriate for us to talk about it now. Um, and so that's what we're going to do. It's going to be a very interesting chat. Yeah, definitely. What are your first reactions to it? Like, how are you feeling about it? Like, like if Nev rolled up yeah. and straight molly walked, you know, a fella for talking about anything personal like very personal to your appearance to your well, body how would you feel I mean one I, I know Nev's personality is a bit laid back and I think he would just talk to the person individually and I don't know if that's just mm. I, but I guess it depends on what it is and the sensitivity right but I'll give you an example years ago we went clubbing in Brixton which is southwest London and this guy like literally picked me up in the air and like twirled me around and I think he didn't know that I was at the club with Nev and some of my friends. And Nev just kind of walked up to him and like gave the guy a look like, why? And the guy immediately was like, I, I mean, let's let's also say Nev is over six feet. So, <laughs> you know, he, he, he got his message across, I'm sure. Yeah, but it was just like, the guy just looked and I guess knew it could have gone two different ways. But, you know, like, again, the whole Will Smith thing, like I chose to not talk about because I have some friends who are diehard Pinkett Smith fans. And, you know, I'm a Will Smith fan and a Jada Pinkett Smith fan as well. But I just didn't feel comfortable saying anything because there was so many sides to it. There's Chris's side, there's yes. Will's yes. side, there's Jada's side, there's the truth. And then there's the perception and observation that the rest of the world had. Um, but I was yes. just confused. I was confused. I was shocked. And at the same time, I also had to realize that like, as much as Will is the guy next door, this amazing A-list celebrity, you know, he's human. And I think sometimes we put, you know, we put uh, these grandiose expectations on people because of their stature in society or, or their success or their wealth. But at the same time, like, like anyone else, they, they have fragilities, right? And they have tipping points. And I'm not justifying his response. I'm just saying people are human and as well poised as they may be, something can tip them off. And I think because in the past we talked about their relationship in our episode, Rules of Entanglement, you know, like they have mm -hmm. been under scrutiny for months. That said, they brought <laughs> their relationship to the Red Table Talk. And I think whenever you're in the public domain, it gives people confidence to feel- Permission, it permissions them. And permit, yeah. you know, gives them permission to talk about you, right? Whether it's invited mm -hmm. or not, because you are in the public sphere. So I don't know, sometimes it's like if a comedian talks about you, I guess it's a compliment because you're that person at the moment. I don't know, girl. I'm going on. I mean, but like also they're friends, right? So they they are friends. Will and Chris are friends. I will start. So so my view has pivoted back and forth a bit. I will start by saying of all, I love comedy, right? Like it started from the time I, I probably watched Raw and Delirious by Eddie Murphy when I was way too young. <laughs> like whoever first introduced me to those two, like I... Yeah, shame on you because I remember being probably like 10 the first time I saw it and I was like this is hilarious yeah. and a lot of the jokes and still still to date Eddie Murphy followed by Dave Chappelle are my favorite comedians um and a lot of the jokes Eddie would have said then he cannot say now yeah, at right. all at at all right times have changed 
and people have become, I don't want to say more sensitive, but more tuned in to, and, and we've seen that particularly in the last two years. So had this joke been made despite Chris knowing her condition even five years ago, I don't think anyone. That's the thing. He may have, because like I said, they're personal friends. Like there's tons of pictures over like 20 years worth of pictures of the two of them hanging out, right? And they've done projects together. So the other thing also, so so in addition to that, of all of all the comedians, especially black comedians, Chris Rock is my least favorite. So nothing I say is in any way, shape, and form because I'm a Chris Rock fan. Like I love everyone he's Chris. It's it's I remember I had surgery about 10 years ago now and I watched it and it kept me very well entertained while I was recovering. But I, I went to see Chris Rock perform before I left America. So it probably been like eight years ago now. I was so, I just did not enjoy it. He's my least favorite. Really? Now, yeah, yeah. I just find him just annoying. So I wasn't even surprised when he made that quote unquote joke. Um, however, he is a comedian. It is what comedians do. And you are going to be the butt of jokes. I find comedians who feel they must pick on other people is because they don't have like really authentic jokes themselves and they're not great storytellers. And that's the issue I have with Chris Rock. I don't think he's a good storyteller. Whereas if you go to a Kevin Kevin Hart show, you hear Eddie Murphy spectacular storyteller. He doesn't need to go into the audience to pick on someone because he's Mm -hmm. telling stories. The other thing is all supposedly all the jokes that would be told at an event like this would be screened by the academy he's not he's not to my knowledge allowed to granted comedians do impromptu which is what they're good at that's what their job is but i don't believe he is fully allowed to just be like oh i'm just gonna make up jokes on the spot they have to be screened someone in like someone in the academy cutting boardroom was like yeah that's funny let's go with that so there's that factor as well and i just query if this if it was kevin hart (laughs) If it was Dave Chappelle, well, Will Smith has gone up on stage and acted that way. And I really think the answer is no. Then I shifted to the space of masculinity, toxic masculinity. Like, would I want my man to go up on stage in like a public setting and box someone in their face? I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. Yeah. And we've talked about the fact, and, and as he walked away, he was smiling, which was really weird to me. Chris had his hands behind his back. I'm like, we're from Brooklyn. I could be walking down the streets of London and if I just hear like a bite coming by, my hands immediately go in front of me. Like it's defense mode when you're in Brooklyn. You're like constantly in defense mode. You forget that you're like outside of that space. So for him to kind of like hands behind his back, lean in, he was probably thinking it was going to be some friendly banter. Like he was going to come and like, like come and give him a nuggie on his head or like make fun of him back. Because also, Will Smith is a comedian. He could have gotten back to him in a funny way. So there's just so many factors at play. And when we think about, to your point, we've done the episode on entanglement, how public the crack, I won't even say cracks in their relationship because if they're both confident and comfortable with this open relationship concept, then they should be able to live in their truth. But you can see this man is just, even prior to this, he's worn down. He's completely, utterly cracked. And yeah, what yeah, like to what and and to see Jada's reaction when he went to go sit down, like she just looks so smug, and I don't know, maybe from a, I'm from a different school of thought, but you know, as you have said to me, which I didn't realize, Tiffany Haddish was like, "Oh, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen." I would have been repulsed, like 
dude what yeah because like you know we've always talked about how black women you know if you look at our finances if we look at the corporate sector you know if you look at media and how we're depicted like we're the least protective right i i hear that malcolm x said it best right and i'll be perfectly honest this is controversial but whatever i'm just being honest i was happy that i was off on monday because I just did not want people to say, hey, Renee, <laughs> what did you think about Will what Smith are your and Rock? Like, I'm friends with Will Smith and Chris Rock. And, you know, someone, actually, Mia Farrow tweeted that this was the ugliest scene ever in, Hos- in Oscar history. And I'm like, relax. Like, we're not going to act like Harvey That's Weinstein, a bit much. Woody Allen, Roman Polinsky. Like, let's let's pause on that, right? It's wait, un- wait, wasn't Mia Farrow married to Woody Allen? Exactly. So that's the what I'm same like. Same guy who slept with his stepdaughter. Exactly, and is now married. So for me, I'm like, like relax. Like we're not, hmm. we're not gonna go there. Um, I can't comment on two rich men who had egos get the best of them. You know, personally, this is history of of Chris going back and forth with Jada when um, we had the, in 2016, the Oscars hashtag so white and Jada wanted people to, you know, boycott because at the time I did see Will Smith's film Concussion and I thought it was a great film. Um, Was it like the best film at the time? Like, no, but it was a good film. And yes, he should have been considered because he did a great job. But, you know, Chris Rock being a comedian again was like, yeah, like Concussion was a great film, but let's not forget he did Wild Wild West. And I just feel like nowadays as a comedian, you know, what can you talk about? Because Dave Chappelle with his last um, special Sticks and Stones, right? I think that's Mm -hmm. what it was called, got dinged by the LGBTQ plus community. Chris Rock talked about hair so now it's like I don't know what's safe anymore and what can you see as comedy versus a personal attack you know versus someone telling the story through their own lens like maybe what we're saying is controversial as well because I said I was happy Mm -hmm. not to go to work when I knew truthfully that was the topic from what my friends conversation yeah absolutely it was and I was not work either because I was out ill and I'm pre- fully prepared when I go back tomorrow for there to be some lingering. Hey, Rondette, help us dissect this. What <laughs> happened? What does this mean? What is your perspective? I'm gonna be like, I don't know. It didn't happen to me. <laughs> like, but you know what? I want to get your thoughts on this, right? Because now, and I don't know if it's true, but it's rumored that Will and Jada are going to address the Oscar slap on Red Table Talk. So, what do you think about that? Y'all can't. Y'all can only hear us. Y'all can't see that. I just rolled my eyes a lot. I have a super big problem with that. Just deal with your issues. Like the fact that you, the whole like, and this is is sometimes the problem within our community, in my opinion, we perpetuate stereotypes about ourselves because we think they can, it can generate us more buzz and attention and monetary progress, et cetera. Will and Jada sit at home have a glass, of, a glass of wine, a cup of tea, and literally go through a Rolodex of therapists to help y'all out. Like, I don't want, to, I mean, of course I'm gonna tune in because I like salacious stuff just like anyone else, but would I prefer them to like deal with it on their own? Absolutely. Like that further makes me think like, was this fake or was this for attention? It's just too much. Like, 
And then just what I don't want to see, because there's a there's a part of Will, maybe I'm biased because I've been a fan since I was a kid, but there's a part of Will that there's a level of authenticity that I've always really respected, whether it was in his acting or just his transparency about himself. I don't know if you've been watching Bel Air, which is the, the new show. No, I haven't. Um, but it's, fantastic. it's really, really good. I mean, some people hate it, some people love it, but it's really, really good. And it's just a reflection of his life. It's a bit of a spin on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And I, what I don't want to see is what he looked like when they sat down to talk about August Alcina. I don't want to see that. Like, there's so many memes like mimicking him because he looked so broken and like, you know, people were saying he looked less than a man. And I just don't want to see him go through that again. I prefer to have them deal with it privately, make a public statement, sure, but deal with it privately. So it almost makes me feel like she's kind of taking a piss out of this. And I'm not anti-jaded by any means, but I just feel like what what good is this going to do but benefit her and make him look crazy? Yeah, I just I, to me, I would have I would have been more comfortable with Oprah because I think Oprah would have just because of Oprah being the uh, yeah, it needs to be a, a an external party. Yeah, like them. Oprah's like the Olivia Pope of of like makeovers when you're trying to like yeah um redeem yourself right it's like like if you like redemption you kind of go to oprah right but the whole red table talk it it i get that they're trying to control the narrative but at the same time it also looks like a pr stunt but it's their that's what i'm saying platform right so i'm with you yeah it looks like a joke to me and then her mom is on there her mom is on there and then their daughter's on there and i just feel Unless it's just a one-on-one with the two of them, I which still would be really awkward. Be like. But it's going to be really awkward. Imagine it's like, hey, Will, how did you feel when you slapped someone in defense of me? Like, what is he supposed to say other than, oh, no, babe, I was just defending you. You know what I mean? It's going to be corny. <laughs> it's going to be so whack. Like, to your point, yeah, get someone external. Even if it was someone, if, you know what would be interesting? If it was a, a fellow comedian like a Steve Harvey, or mm. I wouldn't say like, a, I would say maybe a woman uh, comedian, but like, I can't imagine a Tiffany Haddish. I wouldn't even want to hear her. But like someone like more seat, like an older head, like a Steve Harvey being like, all right, like, because he can be serious too, right? Like yeah. let's sit down and have this conversation and then he can opine from the perspective of a comedian. Yeah. To say, no, I see. That's to a good bring in, Yeah, to bring in the elements of what you're saying of like, where, where does comedy, like think about a Richard Pryor, like yeah. one of the pioneers in black comedy. Yo, like there's some, I, I can't even listen to Richard Pryor anymore because there's some stuff that he used to say that like makes my skin crawl, but it was okay back then, right? That was a different era. So where do you draw, yeah, where do you draw the line? And, you know, some people have brought up really good, good, good comments. Like I remember going to the Laugh Factory in New York when I was, you know, in my early 20s, feels like decades ago. Um, and I can't imagine, I mean, it's, you know, this is a small room, the stage is literally right there. I would always sit in the back because I don't want to get made fun of. Like some people sit in the front because they do want to. They want to heckle with the comedians. I would not be into that. But the, the stage is literally right there, and then you see budding comedians. Like I saw Kevin Hart before he was big there. And can you imagine just like if everyone now just got on stage and started slapping people? Well, now so I, I guess my question to you is: Should he have stayed? Should he have been able to make a, a speech and should he be able to keep his award? That's what I want to hear from you. Well, I mean, I'm gonna give you the hard question. Yeah, I know. I think, I think 
he was asked to leave and he said but no. i heard that was a lie i was reading that someone said that that never happened so who knows no because well will packer did an interview and when the LAPD came, they were like, hey, Chris, do you wanna, and this is all hearsay, right? Cause none of us were there, right? But mm -hmm. apparently they were like, do you wanna press charges? And Chris was like, no. And, and first of mm -hmm. all, I just wanna give round of applause to Chris before I answer your questions, because like that literally has gone from zero to a hundred and could have had Ditto. like a massive brawl on live TV. And so that type of restraint to not respond like for like, eye for an eye, um, like, that should be applauded. Yes, what he said triggered something, but equally it could have gone into something further. So I also found it weird when Will Smith did get his um, Oscar and he apologized to the Academy, but didn't apologize to Chris. And then the following day mm. put in an apology on Instagram. I just didn't think it was genuine. I think it was his PR saying, hey, you should do this. Of course. Of course. Um, I still think his movie, King Richard, you know, he deserved the Oscar. It's fantastic. It was a good was film. So I don't think he should get his award taken because I'm like, well, if you take his Oscar, then I'm assuming you're going to take Oscars from Harvey Weinstein and Roman Polinsky and Woody Allen, Woody Allen and anyone else that has done something in the past. So I think in this cancel culture, and we're going to have another episode in the future to talk about to cancel versus to counsel, right? I don't think he should be canceled for one indiscretion. I think we need to recognize that people are human. The judgment, the execution, horrific. But yeah. same with Chris, because Chris did a joke that wasn't, to your point, vetted, right? Like you Potentially. have Potentially, because if the, if it comes to pass that the Academy vetted that joke, it's still, you know, Chris should still say, no, I don't feel comfortable saying that. Again, providing he didn't know of Jada's alopecia, which I would think because she's- in No, he doesn't though. He can't, okay, then, then, then shame on the it. Academy. Yeah, shame on the Academy. Where, where are the people sitting down around the table to, to actually, like their job is actually to research to make sure these jokes are not so inappropriate, right? So shame on them. Yeah, so let me rewind. Under normal circumstance, if somebody slapped someone, they would have been escorted out, right? So in one sense, a lot of people are like, why was he still there? But also I'm like, who was talking about the Oscars? Seriously, like a lot has changed. I wouldn't have known. Girl, I would not have known. <laughs> I don't follow nobody's award shows. I would not have even known the Oscars right. were so happening. It's kind of we would like, all woken up on Monday morning and seen it, you know, a list of winners on some yeah, media so outlet and moved on. I, I think for me, I'm like, if they really wanted him to leave, like during commercial break, they'd have been like, you have to go, right? I think yeah. it yeah. kept the Oscars going and being relevant when, you know, a lot of those shows have struggled to get the numbers in the streaming era that we're in, one. Two, I mean, the only victims I do feel sorry for are the likes of Questlove, right? Like he- Yes, and Samuel L. Jackson. Exactly. His lifetime yeah. achievement. Like there's so many people where they just didn't get the recognition because it was overshadowed by this. And now, you know, Will Smith has resigned from the Academy Awards. And I just wonder if he's just doing that in advance because they're doing their own investigation and will make a conclusion on how they want to proceed. But 
the whole thing is I'm like, it's all knee jerk. Everyone's trying to save face. And I just think we need to all take a step back and say, judgment was not exercised well by a number of people. Mistakes happen. Mm -hmm. Hopefully these two guys can get to some form of resolution. Um, but one thing I've seen so far is Chris Rock has been silent. His sales has gone up the roof. And, yep. and more and more show. and more people are watching Bel Air. More and more people are watching yeah. Bel Air now too. And everyone yeah. who comes to Chris Rock's show is expecting him to talk about it. But you know, obviously he said he's still processing it. And I think he will make a public statement as and when he feels like he's taken it all in as to what happened and the fact that he's never gonna go away from that ever. You know, we live in a society where we have a box and we're able to bring out things. And the, the reason why social media scares me is because people were able to find clips of Will Smith making fun of someone who was bald. People were able to find clips of Jada embracing her new world with alopecia. So everyone's kind of like, so which one is it? And then Chris Rock did a documentary in 2009 on good hair. So it's like- Which was amazing. It was amazing. So everyone's like, but you know better. You have two daughters. You did a film on this. You should have known not to say this. And there's things that we all say you should never talk about. You should never talk about a woman's weight, her age, money. Like there's things we know that you just don't do, yet it happened. So what do we do going forward to move on from it and not persecute people who, you know, just acted out of emotion instead of strategy? <laughs> Ooh, acted out of emotion instead of strategy. That's such a Renee answer. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's you know, it's interesting because people are in the beginning, people were like, I wonder how Jada feels. Like, who's asking about how Jada feels? Like, this shows you how, you know, patriarchal society is because everyone's 100%. focused on how Chris and and Will feel or their thoughts, or you know, I think all parties, I feel sorry for all parties, to be really honest. And for Jada it's a bit of a different feeling in that when I saw how smug she looked when he came back to sit, I kind of lost a bit of empathy. And I know that's super controversial and people will probably really, really disagree with me, but something don't sit right with me. I just don't like, and then she like, her one statement was something I'm like, oh, you know, healing is great. We all need to heal. I'm like, mm. so I don't know. I get a bit of a, a icky vibe. Um, and yeah, like I agree. I, I saw that video and I was like, mm. yeah. It's and Jada, listen, Jada weird. has had a, a good career. Don't get me wrong. Like, set it off. It was fantastic. Girls Trip was, you know, Girls Trip. Nutty Professor. Um, Nutty Professor. But, you know, she is by no mean. And, you know, obviously her entanglement with August, who was her son's friend, <laughs> um, as well as the you know her relationship with Tupac everyone talks about and knows about but let's not get it twisted like Will Smith is an actual like superstar like you can go anywhere in the world Bali like New Zealand Chile like you go Iceland everyone knows Will Smith no one really knows Jada to that extent um so do do I empathize as a woman who has been self-conscious about her hair who has been self-conscious about weight who has had you know a medical condition that you don't feel like you need to explain to someone and people make assumptions. Yeah, all of that stuff. But I feel like there's, I think her reaction showed to me a lack of concern for a man that is clearly broken potentially by your past actions and what that means for 
the height of that was you know one of the highlights of his career yeah again I know this is controversial and people are going to say like oh it should always be a woman's duty blah 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 but like yeah I just don't feel I, I just didn't feel right about it um and then you know for Chris Rock I mean some people are like oh well it was a slap like it wasn't a punch and like you know oh it was open hand so it didn't hurt that much and all that kind of stuff is kind of silly the humiliation in front of your peers yes. of having something like that happen regardless of how tasteless the joke is and like I said Chris Rock is one of my least favorite comedians is horrible and to have that linger um you know thankfully ironically as a comedian this is going to give him materials for I mean he might even come out with a documentary like oh, about the slap like he can make a ton of money off of this slap right and then fellow comedians are going to make jokes about it because even his tour that's happening on the East Coast in New York in, in America is with Kevin Hart. And you know Kevin Hart is not going to let him fly on that. He's going to oh, start every show by being like, don't let me slap you. <laughs> so yeah, so it might turn out to, to be lucrative for him in the end. But imagine, you know, this grown man, two daughters at home. Yeah, and they're going to be like, dang. You know, like a thing. Dang, I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah, he's 57. Will's 53. You know, it's like, these were grown men. And that's why to me, it was a bit like the Renee at 25 versus the Renee at 39. I just moved differently. Like at 25, a lot more would have been like triggering. At 39, I'm like, is it worth it? But again, exactly. I don't know what my tipping point is because maybe if someone said something about Chloe or my mother, Maybe I would respond differently. I don't know, but I. Girl, you didn't even say Nev. You didn't even say Nev. You were like no, my mama but, you know, and my like, baby. Because I think <laughs> it's like it's knowing you like Nev could defend himself. Too. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's knowing because like, I feel like with Nev, not a lot bothers Nev. So if someone says That's something, true. Nev would be like, okay. Whereas it's like my mom is you know an older woman. Like I would be more sensitive to her. Chloe being a yeah, kid. Protective. Do you know what I mean? But obviously if Nev has something and it's like a known condition or there's something going on in the personal life and you're just being cruel, it's also about the person's intention, right? Like Chris's immediate response was, it's a joke, right? But again, yeah. no one cares about intention, right? People only focus on the outcome of your work. Impact, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know, man, I don't know. All I know is I was shocked that a 50 three-year-old grown man thought the best solution at that point in time was to slap someone yet again a 57 year old man who's been in the game for decades thought out of all the jokes he could have just made a joke about the entanglement because that's something that they've been very open and comfortable but you know you know what though I wonder and I thought that too but I wonder like if, if my theory is correct and Will is like in this pretty broken place, which I do think, um, especially after that round table talk on the, the entanglement, he, I don't know. He may have had the same reaction. He may have been like, yo, keep my family out your mouth. Like we're tired of these jokes. Yeah, I hear you. He, when Regina Hall joked about him at the Oscars. It was like, Regina, oh, did she? It's fine. Yes. Girl, see, that's what, that shows you I didn't even pay attention to the rest of the No, because so. that's why everyone was like, what's the difference? Like, Regina joked, and then in another event, um, is it Laverne Cox asked about entanglements? Yes. You know, so it's, again, it's like, I don't know, man. All I know is I can't tell people how to react. That's the moral of the story. We can't control Definitely. people, 
how people respond to what you say or what you do. So I would just always err on the cautious side, yeah? Agreed, agreed. Look after yourselves, look after each other and talk things out, right? You know, you, you mentioned something earlier. So so my brother is, is gay and he's out. And especially prior to like the last five years, it was way more okay to make gay jokes like yeah. people would just especially coming from new york from brooklyn like you would see something as part of the vernacular you'd be like oh that's mad gay yo like that's so gay mm-hmm. um and i remember being like in college and being in my early 20s even outside of college and you would hear these jokes and you and it wasn't even about outing my brother because i was always once he was public and open i was you know open about who he was as well but i do remember in the beginning i would just sit back and kind of like not laugh along, but like zone out yeah. a bit. So I'm like, I would say to myself, oh, well, it's just a joke. Mm-hmm. And then the more I saw him go through his journey and saw the challenges he faced mm-hmm. and continues to face, quite frankly, because he is mm-hmm. gay, because he is a black gay man. Because, you know, for I can make a list of all the becauses, right? The difference now is I just won't entertain that joke around me. Yeah. So this is a, it's actually an example. So this was, I was living in New Jersey. So this would have been 2011. And um, so I'd have been about 26, which made my brother just about 20, 19, 20. And I had a childhood friend. We'd been friends since we were about 10, mm. who, a, a, a man who personally, most people, when we were growing up, most people thought he was gay and he would get made fun of in school. And out of nowhere, we're just like at my house, living in Jersey City, we're at my house, his wife, who was also a childhood friend of mine was there. And something came up about my brother. He must have asked how he's doing. And I was like, oh, he's good. And then he made a gay joke. And this is 2011, where it would have been okay. He made a gay joke and it was quite cruel. I don't remember it. And I remember pulling him into the into my, my room. Um, I excused myself. It was my boyfriend at the time. Him. It was like a double date we had at our house. And I was like, no, this can't run. Mm. I was like, especially coming from someone who knows better, who, 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 who grew up being ridiculed because people thought you were gay and cough, cough, by the way, I still think you are, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, you might want to like dust the doorknob and twist a bit and push. Um, there's this cruel part of you that wants to, that hasn't dealt with your own issues, which is why you think you can make a joke about this. But I was like, that can never happen again in my presence. So did I get up and punch him in the face? I wanted to, because mm-hmm. it wasn't the first time he did that and I spoke to him about it. But I was like, we need to have a conversation about it because it's inappropriate. But I also didn't humiliate him in front of people. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I could have had that conversation with him in front of everybody. I could have, again, really wanted to punch him in the face. And as a woman, I don't think he would have punched me back. So I could have gotten away with it. But I had said, let's have this conversation in private because it's not a joke anymore. It's not funny. To be fair, we never spoke again. Mm. So we have not spoken in all these years. We went our separate ways. Yep. And that's fine. crazy. But I guess I... Go ahead. I say it all to, to summarize, like, to your point, we can't control... People are going to make jokes, what they think are jokes. A lot of times jokes are deeply rooted in your own insecurities and your own issues. You know, you'll hear stories about comedians who started comedy, I would say 99% of them because they were picked on, because they were ridiculed, because they were abused and all kinds of other reasons. But at the end of the, the day, I think it boils down to conversation. Yeah. So, 
And I think this has definitely struck a conversation to the point, like you hit it on the nail. This has definitely struck, you know, what are boundaries? What is a joke? What is safe to comment on? And, you know, maybe comedians will be more thoughtful and more creative with their storytelling as opposed to, you know, the low hanging fruit at someone else's expense. Mm. So. Yeah, don't be lazy. I think it's lazy <laughs> to like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's so lazy to look into the audience and be like, ooh, what can I pick on you for? Like, there's so much other funny things to talk about. Like, go ahead, try something new, get some new material. No, 100%. So, you know, we hope that you guys take away that, you know, the more of the story is there is no right or wrong answer in this. Everyone was impacted by this. Hopefully, this is a food for thought. And, um, you know, maybe more meaningful conversations will come out of this on what really is appropriate to talk about in public spaces. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, please don't go around slapping anyone, have conversations. <laughs> we encourage you. We do not condone violence. No. Um, though I'm not gonna lie, there, there is a list of people. <laughs> like I think the former Aunt Viv, Oh my gosh, just to wrap this up, the former Aunt Viv, I forgot, Janet Huber. I think yeah, yeah. She, she did a she did an Instagram post where she was like, I'm just so shocked Will did that. And mind you, she has passed beef with Will. But she was like, but you know what? I have a list of people who I want to slap. And she like <laughs> rattled off names. <laughs> so, oh, you know, my suggestion is write the names down, you know, burn them, pray over yeah. it, meditate over them, you know, get a therapy like <laughs> there's so many people no it's true my therapist gave yeah. me a really good exercise and I do it it's like when you have people that you have to say goodbye to you write a letter um and also my best friend Karen told me this too but both my therapist and my best friend Karen it's like when you want to be done with someone like write a letter and then read it out loud and even read it to mm -hmm. a friend or do a voice note it is absolutely amazing I've done it a few times and it takes the weight off your shoulder without giving that person this energy that power. they have the yeah. power to consume your energy. Um, so yeah, man, I don't know. I'm going to pray dear for Dear Will. Dear Will, you better write that Dear Crit letter. <laughs> exactly. in, Will Smith. I hope you're tuning in and listening to Renee's advice. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I pray for everyone because, you know, it's, it's not easy. We're human. And as much as I say measure twice to cut once, we all got that tipping point you know so mm -hmm. prayers to everyone and uh we look forward to connecting with you guys again soon so remember that everyone's race is different but we want you to stay the course keep running your race and you will rise to the top till next time take care everyone bye-bye